Okay, here we are on location. We are back in New York again, but Bat we're Bat Cave. We're in <laughs> a separate area where the Bat Cave is. So we are talking about uh, some very, very unique movies today unique new york unique new york movies which is uh, the first one we're talking about is jackie jump jump which i don't think was ever the name of the movie actually yeah it was a very um it was initially supposed to just be a janice joplin biopic but this is definitely not janice joplin this is jackie jump jump no relation for legal reasons yeah they couldn't get the rights to it so the full name is sing them blues white girl the jackie jump jump story <laughs> So, so, knowing what you know about Janie Jemplin, um, <laughs> yeah, like, do you think it was very accurate? I think it captured a lot of the things about her that you could see how they feed into her music. You know, mm. when you listen to it, you see how her personality goes into it. Like all the the speed walking everywhere, the fact that her legs bent the wrong way, <laughs> the, the fact that she ate cats. I mean, <laughs> all all those things. You could see it kind of reproduced and expressed in the way that she formed music. Yeah. You know? So I thought there were a lot of actually good things about it. What what did you think about the Jackie Jump Jump story and Janis Joplin, Janie Jimplin? Um, so I I actually thought it was like fairly accurate. It felt like to me at least. I don't I don't know a ton about her, but I know enough to, you know, really feel out whether or not it's real. I did think there was a whole lot of gangbanging that didn't seem necessary. Like when she right. had the drug den where she made all the topless women make her cocaine for her because she was a gangbanger that sold drugs. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not something that a lot of fans know about her, actually. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting seeing it in the biopic. And then the fact that she she donated part of her heart to one of the the people who are making the cocaine for her because she really needed them back on the job. Yeah, she cared about them that much. <laughs> so so that was that duality is that mm-hmm. she she both cared about them so much that she would give up part of her heart and she needed them back on the job for the cocaine. But yeah. you find out later, obviously, that it was the bad part of her heart. Yeah. Because half of it is pretty shriveled up and shitty. So and made out of cocaine. Yeah, made out of cocaine. <laughs> so so that that was a bad part of it too. Obviously along the way you get the tent poles where they talk about the specific songs and how those songs came about, how she got the ideas for those. Mm-hmm. And so I thought those parts of it were really interesting. You see how an artist figures these things out. So like where she sings about... <laughs> take another little chunk of my lung now, mister. Yeah, take another little chunk of my lung now, mister. Yeah, that was that was a really... That was... Like that performance was very lung felt. It was, yeah. <laughs> it was a long film. And it was weird because it's it's obviously the opposite now. Is that... No, actually it's the same way now. <laughs> because she gives lung to somebody else. Mm-hmm. She gave a part of her heart in one to one person. Part of her lung to another person. So, I mean, that generosity you get to see out of her. Yeah, this movie was very, very... Her life story, I should say, heavily inspired the movie Seven Pounds. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, because... Uh, that's how much she gained uh, after Thanksgiving every year. <laughs> yeah. So, and then she'd donate that fat. Yeah, she'd donate that too. To Brad Pitt. <laughs> and, that's what, and this is one of the things that you see is it's kind of this, it's a positive, but it's also a negative compulsive behavior is mm-hmm. that she's constantly donating parts of her body and lungs and things. <laughs> so over time, obviously that's going to have a negative effect if you're taking out a chunk of yourself, mm-hmm. uh, you know, every couple of weeks. But she also has, there's that one song that was about an experience that she had with one of her, one of her paramours. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Down on Me. <laughs> and, and so that one, obviously, it's about uh, what had happened when he dropped to his knees. She was on her back. He got on his knees. And he was saying negative things about her. Yeah. So it was it was suggesting that he was down on her as who she was as a person. Yeah. He's like, right. you suck. Yeah. yeah. And she's like laying there like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so that was a very powerful scene. Yep. <laughs> Even though that was the only dialogue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a powerful scene. So, yeah, that was, that was interesting. What, what other things about her life stood out to you? The fact that she was constantly giving haircuts to homeless people when they were asleep. <laughs> So this is, yeah, like you expect that they're going to have, like, whenever it's it's one of these big artists, especially musical artists, they mm-hmm. have some kind of a negative inclination. You know, a lot of times it's, it's alcohol, it's drugs, it's gambling, those mm-hmm. kinds of things. But for her, it was just finding homeless people when they were sleeping and giving them haircuts. And she, she called it charity. <laughs> And she was really good at it, so they ended up with really nice haircuts. But then it has this long-term negative effect because you can't tell who's homeless anymore. Yeah, so nobody wants to give them money on the streets anymore. Yeah, so. I'm not giving you money. You have such a nice haircut. <laughs> Look at that perm. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. This is something that was a recurring element is that she would try to help people. You know, like giving her cocaine loan <laughs> or whatever to somebody. <laughs> and, or uh, giving them nice haircuts. Mm-hmm. And, but it would have a negative effect on those people because she wasn't really thinking in bigger terms or longer terms. Yeah, she like, their hair would look really cool like this. And then do it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, Janky Jamplin, Jackie Jinking, <laughs> whoever her name is. Jam and Jorbjaw. Yeah, Jam and Jorbjaw. So, obviously, the actress who played her was a deaf mute. <laughs> so, yeah. so the, the musical scenes weren't as meaningful or impactful as they could have been. But I, I still thought that the actual, the pantomime that went mm-hmm. with the songs... I thought that they conveyed enough about the emotion of the song. You know? Well, and it would have been better if they muted the video when they dubbed over for the audio of singing. But it was like during the singing, she's going <laughs> <laughs> over it too. So you couldn't believe that she's making that sound plus the words at the same time. Yeah, yeah. There was that. And also when they dubbed it over... Obviously, it was with a, a man's voice. Yes. So yeah. that kind of took away from it as well. Uh, and the man was really not a good singer at all. You know, it was Tracy Jordan. So it, <laughs> he was, he just kept singing the same song as well. Mm-hmm. It was, oh, fat girl, let me count your neck rings. <laughs> and he just kept saying that over and over again. And just didn't fit any of the songs that were being sung. Well, and I mean, like, that's clearly just a Tracy Jordan classic that everybody knows. Right, right. So they pick it out and then kind of takes away from the authenticity mm-hmm. of the movie. Uh, so, what'd you think about the ending? Yeah, so, spoiler alert, she dies. I was kind of surprised how she died. Um, yeah, she. you mean she went around and dyed the hair of the people she cut, <laughs> right? Yep, yep. Yeah, so... And she did that so much that the dye, like, seeped into her hand. Yeah. And then made her black, and then she got shot by cops. <laughs> She's dyeing all the hair black? That doesn't even make sense. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Thought she had a gun, but it was scissors. (laughs) So, so obviously it's it's a social commentary that it's trying to make. So I I didn't expect it. That's for sure. 
But yeah, I know what you mean. It was a controversial, controversial ending. But that's that's obviously what happened to the real <laughs> Jackie Jump Jump, Janis Joplin, Jamie Jiplin. Mm. So uh, that's what they had to put into the into the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, there were some embellishments because in the movie she was holding scissors, but in real life she was actually holding a gun and yeah, she was shooting course. at police. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so they kind of altered that a little, but. Other than that, it was pretty pretty accurate. You yeah, know? so like, because in real life, obviously, she would cut their hair with the gun. <laughs> right, <off>. right. <laughs> While they were sleeping. Right. And she killed 47 homeless people. That's why she was being arrested. That's right. So they couldn't really, they wanted to make her more sympathetic. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was uh, that was Janis Joplin, Jackie Jormjob, Jamie Lee Jimplin, Janis Jokin, Jack Josh, and I'm gonna give it probably the fourth rock from the sun <laughs> out out of the seventh rock from the sun. So what what are you gonna give it? Are you anticipating something that's coming up or something? <laughs> Bleached eyeball. Bleached eyeball. Okay, well that's uh, that's you know in the in the pocket there. Uh... So that was Jackie Jorm Drop. Uh, the next one that we watched actually was the Roger. <laughs> So, so the Roger is about, and we watched the sequel, obviously, Urban Fervor. Yeah, and and the Roger was about. What are you saying? Oral germ whore. The oral germ whore <laughs> was about a prostitute. Yeah, roar her gem her. The, the roar her gems was about a prostitute who's going around <laughs> trying to perform sexual things on men who she believed to have recently swallowed gems. Because <laughs> so she thought they'd come back out. She thought way. they'd come back out. Yeah. So, so the oral germ whore. That's, that's what, gem whore. Now. Oral gem whore. That's what she was trying to do, and it's mm-hmm. it's a really interesting premise for a movie. Mm. You know, it. I would have thought that it would be difficult to get three hours out of out of a premise like that. But they managed to do it. Yeah, well, and it. like so, great soundtrack, obviously, because it was starring Rihanna. She also made the soundtrack, right? Um, and it also made sense that, like, after she was done filleting to try and find these gems, she would be scrubbing through what she received. Uh, kept saying shine bright like a diamond (laughs) (laughs) right right and this was that's what i thought because i think it was a reference to howard hughes actually yep because she kept repeating the same (laughs) phrases over and over again so that also explains why whenever they would come she'd be like come in with the milk Uh, yeah (laughs) Yeah, that's right she would sit in the room and say, come over with the milk. And that's how she got the guys in there um, where she would do her oral gem whoring. So, so. And then she'd say, come on to my umbrella. Hello, hello. That's where the umbrella came into. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, and I thought that having that that setting they needed to switch up settings a little bit more mm-hmm. you know obviously they they span the globe of her horror rooms <laughs> she she went all rooms <laughs> she's sure yeah uh, that's the thing she was going all over the world and serving on on juries so that she could find men that's how she you know lured mm-hmm. men in to be able to because do this. they're all like jewel heist cases right every jewel heist case in the world she would go to she'd volunteer to be on the juries because she believed that that the defendant, or at least somebody involved with the case, would have swallowed the gems to get her out of being <laughs> yeah. convicted for yeah. it. 
So I thought that it was great. You know, obviously it led up to the one moment where she ran into what's his name with the boombox character. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say John Cusack, Little John Cusack. Yep. So, so Little John Cusack, and I thought he was a really interesting character because he had the when they were sitting for the jury, he'd always have the boombox over his head and playing music. And they tried. He was trying to get himself disqualified, but they wouldn't let him get off a jury because yeah. they thought that he was doing it on purpose. You know, yeah, to get kicked off. like they kept on be like. Are you ready to actually sit there and be a juror? And go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he would. So, so he'd keep doing that. And whenever he would talk to somebody, he would say the same thing. So, but they have this connection, you know, over time. Because it seems like he knows more about juries than she realizes. Well, she kept getting led on by him because he would say, I'll skeet, skeet, skeet. And then she'd get excited <laughs> thinking that he was going to like release some more gems. <laughs> But he well, wasn't. Well, so that's she's the like, thing. he knows something. That's the thing. When she asked around about him, they would all say, yeah, he's dropping gems. <laughs> they would say that. So she thought that they, that they meant, yeah, actual gems. So so this was part of her, her grift, but she didn't think... You know, that she was going to fall in love in this process. And so that's what happened. And then after the the 17th time that little John Cusack walked in on her blowing a guy <laughs> trying to get gems out of him. It was that time where he, you know, they have their falling out and he says, you know, I can't do this. You know, mm-hmm. this is too much. Too much that you travel the world <laughs> blowing guys for gems. Uh, so they have never given her one ever. <laughs> yeah, it's never worked. It's never worked. <laughs> Not even once. So they get into their big argument. He's like, this is a really stupid idea. Don't do it anymore. And she's like, this is this is what I believe in. So, <laughs> so she takes her umbrella, Ella. And yeah, she leaves. And they, they break up at that point. You know, this mm-hmm. is the low point in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, obviously both of them are. I mean, like, well, little John Cusack, he, had, he got low. He got low. <laughs> Very, he got very low. So what he did was he started being a professional limbo competitor. Yeah. And she um, actually became a house cleaner and she would clean from the windows to the walls. Yeah, because it turns out that this is a reference to little John Cusack mm-hmm. because he really liked a lemon pledge. <laughs> so that was one of his favorite things. So she wanted to clean a lot. They were so. only his favorite things because he got it from Oprah. True. <laughs> that was one of her favorite things. <laughs> yeah. That's, well, that's also why he had, he had the cape. <laughs> so, so, but then not like the cloth hanging from his back, but like Canaveral. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's why he bought Cape Canaveral. <laughs> So this was this is the low point between the characters. They are working their stuff out, but they realize that they actually still care for each other. And that's when Oral Gem Whore blows him uh, for more gems. <laughs> blows him for more gems. And she finds out that he had swallowed a whole bunch of gems, but it actually it killed him. <laughs> so he was he was dead yeah. while she was blowing him. And yeah. then he just shit him out. Yeah. And she thought it was her blowing that made him shit him out. So (laughs) she kept going, trying to do it over and over again. Uh, Yeah. And uh, that was for a couple of weeks until somebody discovered the dead body. And then she was arrested uh, (laughs) for for draining him (laughs) and probably being the reason that he's dead. Yep. And that draining was more realistic than anything that happened in Morbius. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's very true. But then she's on trial as a defendant now. Mm -hmm. And then it turns out there's a guy on the jury who's trying to blow her (laughs) to get gems out of her. And and that's that's, uh, 
rural Jural oral Jim whore. Well, see that, that little finale there is what leads into urban fervor. Right, the sequel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the sequel. Urban fervor. Not nearly as good. So what happens in urban fervor? Well, he's trying to blow women, but every time he gets in there, he finds out there's nothing for him to blow, really. <laughs> so he doesn't know how to get gems. So he just decides to get a job and buy them instead. <laughs> yeah, the rest of the movie is him just showing fervor in his job <laughs> so that he could save up money to buy more gems. In the city. <laughs> in the city, you're right, right. Yep. Yeah, so... And then that led into the movie Uncut Gems, which we'll cover another time. Which is about, of course, uncircumcised people getting <laughs> getting blown for gems. Dude, he's really Jewish in that movie. Be careful. <laughs> Um, I haven't seen that, so... Okay, so, yeah, that was Urban Fervor. Uh, Mm -hmm. What do you give Rural Juror and Urban Fervor? Okay, so you give it a Fervor Fervor. I'm going to give it a handsome knapsack out of the third handsome knapsack that you're wearing on your body. Mm. Okay? All right. All right. So, the next movie that we watched... Was, of course, Honky Grandma Be Trippin'. <laughs> Do you remember Honky Grandma Be Trippin'? Yes. Okay, what happened in Honky Grandma Be Trippin'? Well, so this Honky Grandma was trippin'. <laughs> no, so so this is, uh, Tracy Jordan um, goes in whiteface, very controversial. Yeah. As an old white lady. And the neighborhood's just going to heck all around him. True. And he just has enough of it. So he decides that he wants to murder he wants to murder, yeah. Yep. And there's, of course, the the initial inciting incident scene wherein he's he's standing on the stairs and all the townspeople are throwing shoes at him. And so that's one of the things that motivates him to get into the murder business. Yeah. Well, yeah. and he just, it turns out he just misunderstood them. He never wore shoes and they were trying to give them to her, but it was like so many stairs to walk up, they just figured they'd throw them up there. Right, right. So they were trying to be nice because it was a very nice neighborhood. It was in Salt Lake City. So <laughs> Salt Lake City, yeah. <laughs> Which is uh, coincidentally, and, and people should actually know this image if they've if they're movie buffs, is that that's where the movie, not the Holocaust. What's the? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's definitely the Holocaust. No, no, what's the? What's the movie? The Exorcist. Oh yes. Yeah, that's where the Exorcist was was shot. So it was at the top of those stairs that he was waiting, <laughs> yeah. and they're throwing shoes up those stairs. They had to throw them over the Joker dancing on them. Yeah, yeah. So there's a, there's a cameo, obviously, by by the Joker, and it was Jared Leto's Joker oh, who was dancing, and he was just twerking. They're they're aiming for him. <laughs> yeah, trying to knock him down. they were trying to knock him. But he was twerking so hard that they couldn't hit him. Right, he kept deflecting the shoes, but mm-hmm. they did hit Honky Grandma, mm-hmm. and that's why she was tripping. Yeah, <laughs> so she, she fell. So many shoes by her feet. She fell down the stairs, um, mm-hmm. and then she was possessed by a demon, obviously. Uh, and that's the the kind of the basis or the starting of the movie. Yeah, possessed by Matt Demon. Matt Demon. <laughs> <laughs> so possessed by Matt Demon, and of course this makes her extremely good at math. Yeah. <laughs> and he she <laughs> she ends up going to a local college where she starts writing on chalkboards um all this all the mathematics to go to hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
and yeah, so what what happens after that? So they decide that they need to exercise those demons, the Matt demon from her. Right. So they end up getting her on a workout plan. And when she works out, she becomes Ben Affleck because she gets thin and she's still tripping and a <laughs> grandma. <laughs> so, yeah. So when she's she's obviously she's possessed. So she's going through all these things. She's throwing up on other gym goers <laughs> and her head keeps spinning around. But the Matt demon is trying to like get across that he oh, wants to want to cross. <laughs> that's, that's bad for demons. He's trying to communicate <laughs> that he does still want to play Batman. Yes. So that's what he's, he's trying to tell people. That's what he's mm-hmm. trying to say. Uh, you know, obviously, it's when these demons, these things happen, they're stuck in the real world the still. Demons, yep. Yeah, they're, they're stuck in, the, in this world because they have something that's unfulfilled. Mm-hmm. And he just wants to be in a good Batman movie. Yeah, he just needs one. Yeah, just one. At least one. But they, they go through this and they go through the exercising and he gets cast as Tracy Jordan and Whiteface to be in a Batman movie <laughs> as a honky grandma who's tripping. <laughs> he gets cast in a Batman movie. Yeah. And that's how we got the Snyder cut. <laughs> right. That's how we got the Snyder cut. But he's playing the penguin. <laughs> yeah. so, so it's not as fulfilling. You and know. all of the penguin scenes must have got cut because he was not in the Snyder cut. <laughs> That's what Honky Grandma Be Trippin' is, <laughs> is about. Definitely. Yeah, and so obviously the shoes are symbolic for taking every day one step at a time. <laughs> so it's That's also what the stairs are symbolic of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he tried to take too many steps and fell down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we find out at the end that Jared Leto's Joker is actually the one who plays Batman in the Batman movie where Honky Grandma B. Trippin is playing the Penguin. God damn, that's <laughs> awful. <laughs> yeah, it flops, and at least that's some solace for the Honky Grandma. So I'm going to go ahead and give it probably the fourth Western that was made in uh, you know the early days of the United States out of the better Western that was the sequel to Best Westerns. Nice. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it a CD. One CD? Yeah, Certificate of Deposit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was that one. And then the uh, the next one that we watched was Bitch Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> so this was technically a show. So it did take us a bit longer to go through <laughs> Bitch Hunter. Yeah, who's in, who's in Bitch Hunter? Um, Will Forte. Will Forte. Does anybody know who Will Forte is? No, it's Will Will Ferrell, but he was Forte years old. <laughs> For, Will Ferrell when he's Forte. He's <laughs> is playing Bitch Hunter. Mm-hmm. And that's his legal name. That's yeah. what his parents named him. <laughs> so they, they had hoped that he was actually going to be just like suave with the ladies. <laughs> But it turns out that he he hunts bitches. <laughs> he is a gun-toting man that hunts bitches. Right. So the the main like crux of the show is trying to figure out why he's hunting bitches. Right. So it's this through line question that you they never tell you as he's going through why he's hunting so many bitches. Mm. And he's got a shotgun and he <laughs> he just kicks the door in and he says, Where are you, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> narg narg bitch all sorts of great lines yeah yeah and he has at least because each episode he hunts at least 
10 to 12 bitches. So yep. he has a new line for each one of these. Yeah. And like, so, I mean, every animal shelter in the area is just ravaged by him. Right. <laughs> yeah. So the dog population is, is very much under control. Well, and that's where you find out by episode six that it was actually women in Price dog costumes. Right. <laughs> Price is right guy was trying to send him out to get rid of all those bitches. <laughs> Bob Barker. Bob Barker. Yeah, Bob Barker was sick of us not spaying and neutering our, our animals. Uh, so he hired Bitch Hunter to hunt the bitches. <laughs> yep. To try to prevent them from having more pups. Yeah, but he didn't know that New York City or whatever city he's in had the largest population of furries. And so they were actually just women in dog costumes at the animal shelters. So he's killing people the whole time. Right. So they were very, actually not good costumes. So he should have been able to figure it out. (laughs) But it turns out, what you find out, is that he had this deep-seated hatred of women. uh, Mm -hmm. Which is, it has this commentary, you know, this meta-commentary on what men who are named Bitch Hunter, (laughs) what they're really like psychologically. (laughs) So... So it's trying to say, if you run into a person who has that name, maybe stay away from them. Because they're probably not a good person. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And we don't want his laptop. Why? Hunter? Oh my god, really? (laughs) That was a stretch. (laughs) That was a major stretch. So... I lumbered up before this. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Will Ferrell, obviously, he does a good job, you know, playing this character. He adds some comedic aspect to the character because he has to add a new line every time that he runs into one of these bitches. Mm-hmm. And and then you have uh, Bob Barker and you have Lassie, who, you know, plays a couple of major roles. Mm-hmm. Airbud. Airbud again? <laughs> sure. <laughs> what other dogs are there? Cujo. <laughs> Cujo. Uh, Cujo's the last bitch yeah. <laughs> that he tries to hunt. Bitch. Yeah. So he goes after Cujo, but Snoop Cujo. Dog. <laughs> Snoop Dogg gets hunted. That's right. And then it's like, oh, you're just a dude with long hair. You're okay. <laughs> and Nate Dog and Dog the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> Lil Bow Wow's dead instantly. Lil Bow Wow gets it. Yeah. And yeah, so he goes he goes through and takes out a whole a whole bunch of bitches. I think, are we going to get deranked because you said bitch so much? <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> Because maybe. we said it a lot in this episode. Well, it's not necessarily a curse because we are talking about dogs. Yeah, well, I'm sure the algorithm's going to know that. Algorithm. It's dog bitch, not woman <laughs> bitch. <laughs> okay. You don't get that, you're a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what do you give Bitch Hunter? Was there anything else that happened to that? Fucking sweet raspberry for the title. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sweet raspberry. So it's a it's a ripe one. It's a good one. Uh, so I'm gonna give it a slideshow on PowerPoint, out of a slideshow on that other website where you can do slideshows. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't know there was a website you can do slideshows. Then the last we need five seconds. So next we're gonna do Samurai I Amurai. Mm-hmm. So what happened in Samurai I Amurai? There's a wise Japanese man. And makes he sushi. Is. It's like it's a sequel to The King and I. <laughs> sequel, okay. So what does that mean that he does? <laughs> He's uh, the samurai of Siam. Samurai of Siam. <laughs> and he falls in love. Yeah. 
was a uh, bitch. And they're both throwing gum skills her. <laughs> so he has time to hunt Will Ferrell. So uh, obviously, and then they have the mashup for Bitch Hunter 2. And, yep. and that's when Samurai I Amurai cuts off Bitch Hunter's head. <laughs> But, and then pushes it up against the window and says, how do you like them apples? <laughs> right. <laughs> I can't remember. Oh, Matt. It was Matt Demon, right? Yeah. <laughs> Matt Demon. On <laughs> this hockey grandma be tripping. Right. So, uh, yeah. In, in Samurai Amurai, after he, he does the apple thing, then he uses his samurai sword to chop apples off of people's heads as like a show at the know, fair at the fair yeah and that goes super well until we realize that he's also a bitch <laughs> yeah <laughs> Will Ferrell comes back for revenge yeah but a headless revenge uh, headless yeah he comes back for a headless revenge he's riding a horse but he doesn't actually attack him he just like goes to try and be a part of a show at every fair, but he doesn't have a head to put an apple on. So then so it just frustrates him because he keeps missing, and then nobody's impressed with this performance anymore. So he's ruined, and Will Ferrell gets the last laugh. And so I'm going to give it maybe like a jersey for a good team with a good player and a nice number out of the fourth string team in a high school basketball on the third day of every fourth journal (laughs) (laughs) what do you give it i'm gonna give it the fourth string in a bag of tampax okay (laughs) okay (laughs) so that's bitch hunter verger urban fervor samurai i amurai Hunky Grandma be tripping and Jackie Jump Jump. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's that's all of those. Do you want to say goodbye? <laughs> all right. <laughs>